Welcome to the LA Interiors Podcast with your hosts, Laura and Anthony. The podcast where we discuss property, interiors, home decor, and so much more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the LA Interiors Podcast. You're with myself and Laura. And on this week's episode, we are finally getting to our frequently asked questions. So we're going to be talking to you all about your most popular home related questions. We also just want to say a massive thank you to Miniso for the competition prize last week and to everyone who entered as well. Perfect. So this is actually the penultimate episode of season one of LA Interiors. We are talking in seasons because we're bougie and we wanted to answer some of the frequently asked questions. So we're going to be discussing everything from decor planning, flooring, kitchen design, and lots more. So a lot of it maybe we've touched on in the past, but we can get into some specifics this week. Yeah, so we're going to kick off with floors, I think. So one listener mentioned about wanting to get herringbone, but wasn't sure if they should pick engineered or hardwood. So I'll take this one. Um, (laughs) I went with the herringbone in the engineered wood. And when I first started looking into it, I had no idea what engineered wood even was. So I did a lot of research and engineered wood actually sits in between a laminate and a solid hardwood floor. I think the engineered wood seems to be the popular choice in more recent times. I think longer ago, people would have went for the traditional hard floor, but the engineered is actually made up of different layers. So there's plywood teamed with solid wood. And then the top layer is a solid wood finish. And that means it's it's more durable when you're in high porous areas like the kitchen where there's water. The engineered is definitely more durable than a hardwood floor. So it's a good option, I think, if you do want that hardwood look, but you don't necessarily want the upkeep and investment of a hardwood floor. I find it really easy to maintain. It's easy to clean and it's it's lovely when you can run it through the whole ground floor. It's great to have a wood option, I think, that works in the kitchen. So that's why I went with it. Nice. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because it is one of those spaces where people, it's just not something that you automatically know about. Like you do have to do a bit of research to find out the details, like even listening to you there explaining the layers and everything. That's so interesting. And it Mm -hmm. kind of explains why people would go for an engineered option. Like I think your floors are gorgeous. And the fact that it's got that hardwood finish on top it essentially is a hardwood look, but it just yeah. makes it more durable. So it feels like the best option, really. I think so. And I initially, when I got it priced up and measured, I didn't include the kitchen because I was planning on going with tiles. And then the closer it got to doing it, I started looking into tiles and that was a whole other ball game, especially during COVID and everything, even trying to find a tiler. So I started thinking maybe I should run the wood all the way through. And I got my floors through Matt Britton and they were actually so helpful in terms of providing advice and explaining the material makeup of the floor. And they alleviated any concerns I had about putting it into the kitchen and utility just by explaining, I suppose, the layers and how it works with moisture and that. So, yeah really great experience I'm delighted with them and they should last a lifetime I'm told so fingers crossed yeah hopefully (laughs) um no I'm sure they will they're wearing really nicely 
so that kind of brings us on to our next question, which is one listener was interested in some styling tips for under the stairs. So I know that you've kind of popped a chair and everything under there. And it is one of those spaces, especially in new builds, because there's not enough room to like in most of them get a big seating situation underneath there. But at the same time, you want it to feel decorative or you want it to feel functional. I think it's difficult to achieve both. I've seen some really cool things people putting wine storage under the stairs and little libraries and everything, which is amazing. I mean, I love wine and books, but I don't know <laughs> if I love either of them enough to commit that whole space to them. Yeah. What have you got going on underneath there at the moment? So at the moment, I just have a statement chair and some little lanterns styled up. I might get a little side table. That's more out of, I had nowhere to put the chair. So that's where it ended up. It was in the kitchen. Then the Christmas tree went in. So it moved out there. But I actually quite like it there. Longer term, I am looking at doing sort of a bench there. I've seen some really cool ideas. Amy from Simply Divine Interiors on Instagram. She's an interior designer based in Nace and she has a gorgeous bench. So it's like um, a reading nook, essentially, but it's got drawers underneath. So you still have your element of storage. But then there's like seating and cushions on the bench bit on top and it just works in a small space really nice. Lovely. I love that idea. That's going to be really nice. I ended up doing storage under there mainly because it was actually more that I was triggered from where we used to live because in our apartment, it was a really narrow hallway when you came in the door and we had coat hooks there and there just ended up being this mountain of coats the entire time that we lived there. So every time I was going out, I was kind of squeezing by coats. Every time I came in the door, I was just met with all these coats and I was like I actually don't ever want to see a coat ever again the second I come in my front door so we got smart storage from smartstorage.ie and they came out to the house they knocked out the fake panel at the bottom of the stairs because oftentimes they just put panel there yeah which was interesting because I assumed it had some function to the stairs but it actually doesn't so they just knocked that out and they put a little press in and a coat rail and then we have three drawers but it's all really neat really sleek and the drawers just kind of you know you pop them for them to open there's no handles or anything so yeah I'm really happy with them I have been considering painting them in like different shades of one color because they are in little panels I thought Mm -hmm. it might be quite a cool design feature but I'm still toying with the idea because I'm also toying with paneling downstairs so I don't want to paint that get paneling, paint that, and then all of a sudden wish I'd waited to do it all at the same time. So that's kind of where I went with the understairs. And I do love the storage. It's brilliant. Some of the drawers now have become a bit of a dumping ground. But at the same time, you kind of need one or two drawers for that in the house somewhere. So it's perfect. Oh, definitely. And you can never have enough storage. I'm laughing at your coat story because I've hardly had any visitors being the year that it was so haven't really had to put coats anywhere so we'll see how that goes now this year I might be putting in storage yet yeah you could do a bit of a combo of things I love I do love coat stands like you can get gorgeous antique ones and everything but just in our hallway it wouldn't really work maybe wait and see how that works when people start visiting yeah definitely so that brings us on to our next question. So there was a lot of interest in dining table options. One listener was looking for an alternative to traditional wood. So I suppose we've talked about our tables before. We have the same table. 
which is marble and it's not composite it's real marble so that comes along with great quality but also all the wear and tear and care that's needed for marble tops so I've seen a good few other materials being used though did you have any other shortlisted or instead of the marble or were you just set on it no I was all marble because it matched my worktop so I just had that in my head from the outset but there are some gorgeous options out there like I think you can get some really sleek whites and greys you know solid colors that will match in with a number of different kitchens if you don't want to go with the, the typical wood or marble look yeah definitely I've seen a lot of really nice stuff I mean people also do glass a lot and I think sometimes glass can feel a little bit old-fashioned but actually there's a lot of really nice tables now where the legs become the feature because you can see through the tables Mm. so they're doing a lot with metal legs and almost sculptural and it can be a really really nice piece and also glass is one of those things that it cleans up easy but it also marks up easy with fingerprints and all the rest of it so that's probably a consideration I think when people think of wood they probably just don't want to have something that they feel maybe a lot of other people have or that they feel is very traditional but I've seen some amazing pieces like handmade um, sometimes using like recovered wood mm-hmm. or you know pieces that have been completely upcycled and treated and they're gorgeous like this it's amazing what people can do with their hands and I've also seen concrete top tables, which is very industrial. But again, if it goes with your decor theme, it could be lovely. And then all different types of metals. So there is a huge variety outside of just wood and marble. There's a lot that you can kind of work with. But I think if you've got your heart set on something in particular, like just do the research, you will find it and kind of like don't settle for something if it's not exactly what you want. Yeah. And I think wood has come a long way as well, you know, from the traditional pine table, chunky legs. I think um, diamond furniture do some amazing styles and they're all made nearly bespoke and you can get such different tones. You know, you can get kind of grey washed woods or more whitewashed. And yeah, there's just so much choice. But like you say, there's maintenance in everything. So whether it's marble or wood or glass, it is, I think, just about doing your research and picking something that's going to function well for you as well as fitting in with your design. Yeah, definitely. Our next question then is, in new builds, did you get to design your own kitchen or do the developers decide? Yeah, so mine was pretty much set in stone in terms of layout, um, but I was happy with that. It worked functionally for me. I think I mentioned before, I did make some minor amends in terms of adding an integrated bin, changing the configuration of some of the presses, but that was relatively easy to do. And I think most developers are willing to work with you if you do have specific requests. Yeah, I was pretty much the same. I had mentioned before how we bought off plans. So there was no show house, no visuals for us to see. That's even come a long way now with developers. Like there's a lot more visual planning. So you do get a lot more insight into what you're going to be buying. But I was really happy with the kitchen as is. And like you, I reconfigured some of the presses. Oftentimes you can remove shelves and kind of make them work if you want to actually have almost a bit of a pantry style going on in one of your presses and even things like I took a couple out and put some wine racks in so I was able to make that work but I think like you're saying there's a lot 
that you can do with developers if you kind of get onto them in advance. So it's always earlier, the better, and you can talk to them a bit. Structurally, I think you'd be kind of pushing your luck if you were like, I don't want an island, I want a breakfast bar. I doubt you'd kind of get that far. But you could definitely look at some aesthetic things if you really had your heart set on them. And if it was a case that it was going to be a little bit more budget, you could just tie it all in um, as part of the house buy. But some things that you can do even after you get in just to personalize, I've been looking at it recently. It's not something I'm going to do, but I am interested in it. You can get your cabinets resprayed and it's really quite cool how they do it. Like they can take all the cabinetry out, completely respray it. So a lot of the time I know for people with new builds, there's this kind of sense of, oh, am I moving into like one of a hundred matching houses? And there is this real urge to make it your own. So if you wanted to go a bit further than your standard decorating, you absolutely can get your units resprayed and you can make the kitchen completely individual, which I think is kind of a nice idea. I don't think it's too expensive either. And you can do a lot with knobs and handles, you know, you could change those. And I've even seen people put in new sinks. Like it might just be a case of getting in, but if you've got your heart set on gold, say a gold sink or gold tap, you can do all that further down the line. Just yeah. personal touch. That's so true. And they're like small, especially the handles and everything. They're small, easy changes that you can do yourself. And yeah, adds a bit of personal character. And actually, I think in the kitchens episode, I mentioned how one of our neighbors got their induction hob taken out and got a gas hob put in. So there's a lot you can do from that perspective that isn't going to cost the same as building an entire kitchen. It's just a few amends. Okay. And then our next question is, can you reupholster a headboard of a bed if it's leather? So I actually remember chatting to this person on Instagram about this and as far as I'm aware, you can pretty much reupholster anything within reason. Mm -hmm. But unless you're like very experienced, I would consider a professional for a big job, especially something like a headboard and if it's already leather. So, for example, Darren from Old Victorian New, I've seen he has reupholstered a good few pieces of furniture. He recently did a lovely kind of upcycle with some garden furniture. And then Catherine Carton at Dainty Dress Diaries. She has online sewing courses and she has loads of videos on her YouTube and uh, articles on her blog about sewing and reupholstering and everything. So it's definitely something to aspire to, or if it's something you really enjoy, then definitely get into it. I think for me with a large piece of furniture like that, I'd be a little bit nervous, but a close friend of mine completely reupholstered an ottoman and she'd never sewn, never done anything like that. And it turned out lovely. Like, I don't think it's the most difficult task, but yeah, you kind of have to weigh it up depending on the piece of furniture, I think. Yeah, I've seen lots of um, tutorials on that going around on Instagram and on YouTube. And like you say, I think you need to consider the size, like maybe start on a single headboard rather than going for the super king. <laughs> but it's a great way, you know, the way boucle is such a big trend at the moment. I've seen people do boucle ottomans and boucle headboards because you can buy that fabric cost effectively. So it's a great way of trialing a trend, I suppose, if you are willing to get handy with your staple gun. <laughs> yeah, that's actually such a good idea because what you could do then as well is if you've got a good piece of furniture and you do it in a trend led material, you can change it in a couple of years mm. if it's, you know, something you're you're loving at the moment but maybe don't want forever. Exactly. 
Okay, our final question is where to start with the new build? It's also plain, I don't know where to start. That's the question from our listener. I remember this struggle. <laughs> yeah. It's overwhelming. Completely. And I think we've talked about this a lot across the episodes, especially kind of in the decor planning episode. But for me, it's all about zooming out, not panicking make loads of lists, make loads of mood boards. Like you've loads of time. There is this sense of I'm moving into my house. It needs to be perfect. It doesn't. It can take years to get it to the place that you really want it. And even then you'll start changing things. There's just no need to put that level of pressure on yourself and just do your research and make sure that you're doing what's right for you, what's right for the functionality of the home that you're going to be living in and that your own personal style has been put into it. Absolutely. I remember one of the first days I went interior shopping, I went looking for floors and a couch on the same day. And that's just a no. I was like, I have to do this. I have to do that. You know, I think you're so right. Zoom out, start with the basics, get the feel of the room with the floors and the walls and then fill in from there. And I'm here nearly 10 months now and still so much to do, but I'm so happy. Like moved in the summer, did the living room at Christmas. I'm so happy I took the time on that room because even now I just got a painting this week, which is absolutely perfect for the space. I couldn't have found anything better, but it's like 10 months later. If I'd have gone out looking for that on day one, do you know, you might have picked something that was okay but it, you didn't love so it's, I'm all for taking your time and everything will come together yeah for sure and it's one of those things as well that you've got a vision of the space and then it comes together and then you start to see little holes in it like I had completed the living room and in my head it was completely finished and then I think a month later I just kept looking at the wall behind the couch and I was like I need something on that wall And then I think it took me about three months to find the painting that I ended up buying. And I ended up finding it in home sense a day. You know, it was just sitting on the floor Mm. and I was like, oh, there it is. That's it. And it just takes a while to find the right pieces. So, yeah, there's no point in rushing yourself or getting yourself under mad pressure. I think once you have somewhere to eat, somewhere to sleep and somewhere to put all your stuff, you're good to go for a while. Absolutely. And I think mood boards help a lot. They definitely helped me, I suppose, be more confident in making my decisions. It's difficult at the moment. And I know I'm chatting to a lot of people online who are trying to shop online. Yeah, online and online. (laughs) Because they can't get into shops at the moment with lockdown restrictions. So I actually was cleaning out my camera roll today and I found all these pictures where I had a picture of the show house and I copied and pasted the chairs and the stools and the table I bought for the kitchen into the picture of the kitchen from the show house. Like it's not professional by any means, but they're the things I needed to do just to visualize it in my head. So when we say mood board, it doesn't need to be a work of art, but it's just getting your ideas on one page to see it, I suppose, um, how everything will look together and in the space. Completely. I actually remember you sending me that. Yeah. (laughs) Now that you're describing it, I remember the picture of the kitchen and the few pieces kind of on top. But 
it was such a good idea because you could absolutely start to see the colors and everything in the space. Mm. I mean, it needs to be a full on graphic designer to be like actually sliding furniture into the pictures. But no, that was perfect. And it, it does make you feel more confident in your decisions because sometimes you're seeing it in your head. And then when you just put the two visuals together, it really helps. Exactly. I even did it with the light fixture because I remember I had bought them and they were gold and they had like chain links and I loved them. But then I started thinking, oh, are they going to be too heavy? Are they going to match the kitchen? How's it going to look over the stainless steel sink and tap? So yeah, they went into my collage as well. (laughs) Great peace of mind. Yeah, for sure. And there's lots of ways that you can do it that I mean, the collaging is easy enough to do if you wanted to kind of go down that road. But even with the likes of Instagram, you can save collections. Mm -hmm. So you could just start saving pictures into different collections that you name for different rooms. And the same on Pinterest. You don't just have to have like a new house board. I had like a kitchen board, I had a garden board, I had so many boards. And I was just firing images into them. And then I would go back later and delete stuff because sometimes I would get a bit trigger happy with putting uh, images into the boards. And then I'd go back and be like, oh, I definitely don't want that. But that helps you then kind of work through some of the pieces that you're like, I kind of like that. But then when you see it all come together, you're like, oh, actually, no, that doesn't go with the overall style Mm -hmm. that I'm clearly going for. And I loved actually when you were saying that before, when you were putting together all the images for the living room of things you liked, you only noticed then that actually the dark wood table was an ongoing feature in some of the pieces that you'd liked, but it hadn't occurred to you before that. Yeah, it's funny. And it's a real subconscious thing, I think, with interiors, especially when it's a new avenue for you. I had never done anything with houses or interiors, so it is overwhelming. But I think when you're saving stuff and pinning stuff like that, go back and have a look because people often say, oh, I don't know what my style is. I think if you look through what you're saving, you will see common threads appearing. It could be colors, it could be textures, could be a style of furniture, but it's often subconscious. So it's definitely worth doing. Yeah, it's like with anything, with clothes, all those types of things, you don't notice that you're consistently making the same sorts of choices until you do something like mood board and you're like, oh yeah, there it is. That's the thing that I love. So yeah, that's kind of my favorite thing about the planning part of it as well, is that you do sort of start to discover what you like. So yes, hopefully that will be helpful. And I guess then that brings us on to our trend this week. Yeah, so we're talking about rugs this week, which have become a massive trend in the last few years anyway. I don't have any in my house yet. I don't think you do either. But we thought we'd have a chat about some of our ideas and inspiration. For me, um, I have bought one actually from H&M. They do a fab selection of rugs at great prices if it's something that you're toying with and you're not sure now I did the classic error where I didn't measure we've talked about this before so I ordered this rug and it looks a bit more like a mat in the space it's too small so it's not going to work there and also the minute I put it down puppy was having a field day so I think I need to wait until she grows up a bit before bringing the rugs in but I really like them I think they can really add warmth to a room especially if it's a big room say a living room I think it can frame it quite well by popping it under the coffee table and I've even seen it done nicely in bedrooms 
I have all carpets in my bedrooms, but I think in a bedroom with a hardwood floor, it can add a lovely bit of texture and warmth to cozy up the space. What do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm a bit rug shy. I love them. I love the idea of them, but I can't seem to commit to one. And I don't even really know why. I think it's because it's such a large piece especially the ones that I tend to like that I feel like it would be such a commitment to get it and I'd probably bring it home and put it down and then I just wouldn't be sure but I've seen loads that I love and it's just probably committing to one but I think what you're saying there about the hardwood floors is brilliant and especially if you're living in kind of an older apartment or an older home they can add visually warmth but they can actually warm up your room in our old apartment the room like it was such an old building the rooms were cold and we had a big rug in the bedroom and I remember instantly noticing the difference in the warmth in the room and because it was hardwood it worked perfectly but I love kind of what you were talking about there like a huge rug underneath the bed on a hardwood floor it's gorgeous and I've seen a lot recently like I am getting more and more there I think the whole time even before we moved in I was planning on having one in the living room underneath the coffee table and I just hadn't been able to find one that I really liked so yeah I'm still on the hunt I feel like it will be like that painting in home sense I'll see one one day and I'll just know that that's it and I'll just buy it but yeah because I don't have any I did do a bit of research in advance of this so I know there's some really nice ones on the Victorian Trading Company, I think they're based in Louth. Am I saying? Yes, they are. They're in Dundalk. And actually, I sent a picture of one to a friend last week who's doing up her apartment. They had this gorgeous kind of dusty pink boho rug, which was so nice and really lovely for an apartment. And then rugs.ie, I mean, it's in the name, so it must be good. <laughs> and I've seen some good ones there. The rugloft.ie, again, some seen some really nice ones there. And then I recently seen on Instagram, somebody shared a lovely outdoor rug that was on Little Woods. So I did do a little bit of digging and they have some gorgeous ones on Little Woods as well. Very good. Yeah, I think your living room could definitely take it with the square table. I think that would work really well. I feel mine is busy now because my table is longer. So I think there's enough going on in there. But yeah, you'll have to stumble across the right one someday. I know. I think it actually is the square table that puts me off it because I think I'd need a square rug and they're mostly rectangle. So yeah, I think I'm just a little bit OCD to have the square on the rectangle. I'd need to find the perfect rug, but maybe I will. And yeah, definitely. I also actually seen a really cool thing I think is Mrs. Frill's home she I think she might have been on home of the year actually but her home is gorgeous I'm following her on Instagram and she upcycled a rug with loads of Fleetwood paints so it looks amazing everyone should go on and check out her Instagram page I think she said it was a next rug that she'd had for a few years and she had a good few paint samples and kind of blues whites grays pinks and she painted the rug like wow I yeah would never even consider that never I thought I it was genius yeah so really unique and also because I have a lot of blues and pinks when I seen it I was like oh my god I love that rug where did she get it but she made it so yeah that's another upcycling option if you're feeling DIY inclined we'll have to do a few DIY projects now when we're on our 
season one break yeah. <laughs> end of season break <laughs> okay that brings us on to our competition for the week we have teamed up with bundle this week we mentioned them few episodes ago in relation to the candles so we have two studio collection candles up for grabs in the silk and cashmere scents along with two gorgeous um travel candles in lovely gold votive holders so definitely get entering over on our instagram it's a lovely gift idea for yourself or maybe you'll even treat someone else to a couple of them yeah i think if you win i would treat yourself because they are so nice so Treat yourself to those and then buy some for a friend. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. So next week is the final episode of season one. So we're excited to record it and kind of finish out the season. It's been lots of fun so far. So yes, we look forward to chatting to you all again next week. Thanks so much for listening. for listening to the LA Interiors podcast. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and leave a review. You can also follow us over on Instagram at la.interiors.ie.